This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What's up with us, good fam? Happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope you're having a great week. But per usual, it is about to get so much better because I have someone on the podcast today that truly has been requested so many times and I am thrilled she is going to be on. I actually got the privilege of meeting her about five years ago, but I cannot wait to hear all that God's done in her life since. Y'all know her. She is no stranger. We have Allie Shanaki on the podcast. I'm so excited, Allie, to have you on. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to be here. I am truly so pumped for you to be here. I actually recently did this thing on Instagram. I was like, who do you want to have on the podcast? And I saw your name so many times. And I was like, how have I not already had you on the podcast? Um, But it's one of those things where I've followed you forever because we know each other. We met like, was that five years ago or something? I Honestly, it feels like yesterday, but I think it literally was five years ago. I think it was because I think it was 2018 and you and your brother came to um, the LO event we did in Orlando. Uh, That was when we were doing tours and um, we were with Sterling. We went to Disney that day. Y'all came. It was so fun. And then we kind of stayed connected, but really haven't taught since. I've just been following along being like, whoa, God is doing so much in this girl's (laughs) life. It's so cool. No, same. I, I, you just said this earlier, but I've been following you from afar. And what's even funnier about it is at our conference, did you know, Naomi called me Sadie. Really? We were all on the stage. She's like, yeah, it's, oh my gosh, Sadie. It was so funny. We were sitting on um, the stage doing a panel during our conference and everyone kept telling me, they're like, oh my gosh, you and Sadie have got to connect. You guys have got to connect. You guys are so similar. And I was like, we actually know each other. Then Naomi came in one day. We're sitting on the stage doing the panel. And she's like, yeah, I love what Sadie said. I mean, Allie, you guys are so similar. And I was like, okay, this is confirmation. You reached out to me right after. And I was that like, bro, is hilarious. this is hilarious. That is so funny. Well, it was funny because I've heard that too. And I was looking at your um, your conference stuff just before this podcast. And I was like, okay, we actually do kind of look alike. And then no, um, we, just, do. we actually do. It was really funny. Especially when my hair is natural. It's kind of your color. It's so yes. funny. I know. And you had the slip back hair with the braid and I totally do that. And the blazer with the tennis shoes. I was like, okay, I can see. Yeah, we definitely do look alike. And it's so funny. even just some of your story, which we'll get to later, not to like tell all your story at once, but I did see, you know, you're speaking, then you're talking about being nervous to sing in front of people, which is totally me. And then you did it anyways and what God's doing. And, and then even how you started a conference, but it made no sense. And all, like everything you were saying, I was like, 
this is crazy. We have so much in common. No, it's so wild. Typically, I would like prepare a podcast with like questions I was going to ask. And I'm like, you know what? We just have to talk because we have so much in common. And I also just want to hear the story. But before we get into all the things, uh, there's a question I ask every single person on the Will It's Good podcast to start. And it is a big one, Allie. It is what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Boom go. Yeah, no pressure. I've actually (laughs) been thinking about this question because I knew we were going to ask it like the last five days. And it's so hard because I feel so blessed. Like I've, I feel like I've gotten so many good pieces of advice, especially like all the different seasons of my life. But I actually feel like God told me exactly what it was right before we hopped on here. Love that. And I was like, Oh, I love when he comes in. And this is honestly probably the most impactful piece of advice that I have gotten, especially for the season that I'm in. And I honestly believe like where our world's at right now. And it is genuinely to live unoffendable. Mm, yep. Preach. It is live unoffendable. And as he was speaking this to me, he just brought a couple verses to my mind that I would love to share. Yes. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 10, this is the chapter that talks about like when the disciples are like, okay, Jesus, how do we know the signs of the end time are coming and you're coming back? And Jesus talks about persecution and all of this stuff. And one of the verses says in chapter 24, verse 10, and then many will be offended, will betray one another and will hate one another. And why I bring this up is because, I mean, you face this, I face this, but even if you're not on social media, you're not an influencer, whatever that word is, we all are going to face persecution. We're all going to face offense. And the day that we're living in right now, it's so annoying because we can't post anything. We can't say anything without just everyone coming against us. I don't know if you've realized this too lately, Mm -hmm. but what's so sad is it's even other Christians that are coming against us now to where we all live so offended and so on Mm -hmm. guard that we can't speak out at all about what God's calling Mm -hmm. us to do because there's such backlash. But what I love is Jesus in John chapter 12, verse 47 says this, my phone's got one of those Octobuddies, so it sticks on everything. (laughs) It says, if any man hears my words and believe not, I judge him not for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. And what an incredible example of what it's like to live unoffended by the one person that could literally be the most offended because he was the most perfect. So that is probably my best piece of advice because we have to live for that audience of one. You can't please everyone. It's great. That is so good. That's such good advice. And especially um, for the social media world, even if you're not on social media, like you said, this relates to everybody and applies to everyone because it's so easy to take offense. There's actually a... um, Bible app devotional I did, and it was, I think it's called Unoffendable. And it is uh, so good. And it kind of walks through just how to not take offense and how much offense will affect your life and stuff. But truly in the social media world, if you are afraid to offend people or you are afraid to get offended yourself, you will literally never be able to post anything because you, everything never. will be something that somebody takes one way or another. And I've actually been so in my head about that this year. I felt like weird to post anything because I'm like, well, this person might see it from that lens or that person's like, I don't want to post the good things because then what do people in hard times are like, you know, this is like out of touch or then I don't want to post the bad things. And what do people are like, you don't understand my life. And it's like all this stuff. And I just have come to the conclusion that, you know what, Lord, there is um, good and there's evil in the world. There is light and there's darkness there. There's always going to be both. But like you've given us the capacity as Christians to, to comfort those 
in all scenarios. So we are able to rejoice with those who rejoice. We're able to mourn with those who mourn. At the same time, we're able to be in a dark world and be the light. We're also able to have hard days and bad days, but know that you're still good. So yes, life is crazy. There's there's all these things coming at us, but like God gives us this ability to live it and live it well with that steady anchor of Him being good and on the throne. And so I just love that you said that because that's something that for me, I've been like, you know, worried about offending someone or getting offended myself and all this stuff. And it, if you live like that, it makes you not live, you know, it makes you not no, say the things you know you. you're supposed to say. It right. makes you not post what you're supposed to not live how you're supposed to. But if you live in the place of like, God, you've given me this great capacity to live my life fully and, um, and not mm-hmm. take offense to things, be quick to forgive, not, um, offend, you know, not worry about if others take offense because that's not my responsibility always. If I'm living in, you know, your will and your truth and I'm not seeking to offend, I'm just, you know, living uh, my life fully for you. And so I think that is such great advice because so many of us are paralyzed by that. So, way to preach and back it up with scripture. That's awesome. Um, So I want to hear about your life because a lot of people follow your family on social media. You're all of the Jay Walker's crew is just so cool. And y'all are all friends, but also family. So can you just like back it up and tell me a little bit about about your family and how y'all kind of came into uh, the spotlight, if you will? Yeah, it's such a long story because Honestly, the Lord spoke over us, even when we were little, that we were all going to be doing ministry together. And it took a long time. I mean, we didn't start doing that. We weren't really all in the same place until 2020. So we all just believed and held on to that promise that we would be doing things together. I'm sure you from a big family understand, like when you're, when you grow up close to your family, it is the best thing ever. You want to do life together in every way. And so Mm -hmm. that was always a huge desire of our heart. Um, But in the natural, it didn't seem possible. We grew up, we had a youth group called Jay Walkers that we felt God leading us to start. And we did that through when I was in high school. But then after um, that, we all kind of split up. So I was in Brazil doing missionary work. My brother was overseas doing country music because that's what the Lord had called him to do in that season. My mom and my sisters were back home. And then during quarantine, we all got brought back together, which was such a hard time. But it was also so special for us because it united us together again. And there's just such power in that unity, especially within family. And then we begin to bring in our friends to our house that needed a place to stay that needed community because that was such a hard time for so many people with being isolated. And God called us into social media, which was something I never thought that he would call me into ever. I wanted to be on the mission field, but it's something that my brother was already doing. And the Lord said, you need to meet people where they're at. So we did. We met people where they were at. And at first it was just silly videos that didn't make sense to me because my heart truly ever since I was young was God, I don't, I can't get a normal job. I just want to love you. Like, Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. 
KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at kiwico, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Summer. Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just not on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500-500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. If I sat behind a desk, it like wouldn't make sense. Like I just want to preach your word. And so when he called me into that with my family, I really resisted at first because I didn't see 
why he was doing that. I didn't want the spotlight on myself. I didn't want to post videos. I didn't see the natural return with like, I just didn't get it. And I'm so happy that we continue to be faithful and post relatable family content or videos that didn't seem like they were making an impact because God was making an impact even when we couldn't see it, even though it didn't look like, oh, yeah. I'm going to like tell them all about Jesus all the time. It was pulling them in, making them our friends and having us gain that influence in their life to actually be able to share what was so different about us. And then last year, mm-hmm. The Lord called us to start in-person events because we could, now the quarantine was over. We did two events last year and then one with all girls for Chosen and Free. And then this year we dropped our first ever worship song called Silence. God did a work with that. And from then on, we put out, I thank God with, um, house fires and Noah was just on a song with Maverick city called crazy love. They're actually all on tour right now with Maverick and God called us to do our first ever conference three events in, which was impossible. You know what I'm talking about, girl. You know what I'm talking about. We had, we knew nobody like in the Christian realm, especially we knew no one. We'd never put on a conference and it is a beast. Conferences (laughs) are such, they're (laughs) such beasts, but out of obedience, we said, okay, God, you know what? You've held us in the impossible like this far. So we're just going to step out in obedience and see what you do. And as always, He blew our mind and he continues to every day as he unfolds the next step in his story. I love that so much. That is so cool. And I relate to that because, you know, talking about Christians being hateful on social media sometimes, um, I've found that because I'll post funny things and like me and my husband dancing and being silly and like my family just being ourselves. And sometimes uh, I've had people respond and be like, you know, how could you preach the gospel on stage and dance like this on Instagram or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And for me, I'm like, because like that's who I am. And I think that like to have real relationship with people is not just to always be like so serious, which I think that that's great, but that's not even how my relationships are in person. Like my friends who we have like the deepest spiritual conversations with and I learn the most from are the ones that two hours ago I was dancing and having dinner with and just having relationship with. And that's how my relationship with the Lord is. Sometimes literally I walk outside and I'm just like, God, you're so good. And it's like fun. And then sometimes it is like crying and being like, God, thank you. You know, you're my, you're my strength in the hard time. So it, you have a full relationship just like you with anyone. And I feel like social media, I want to be the same way. I don't always want to be so serious and always just like preaching these, these hard words. But I think what gives people the ears to hear those harder things and the truth is because they know, Hey, I love you. Like I was just dancing yesterday to the same TikTok you're dancing to, you know, I was just, and, and that's, there's a difference though. in um, you know, being worldly and being like, oh yeah, I'm going to do all this stuff too. And I'm going to love her. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about blurring the lines. I'm not talking about like, I'm talking about like being in the world, not of the world. So I'm talking about just actually being a true follower of Christ always, no matter where you are. And that doesn't have to always look like explicitly preaching that can also look like the joy of the Lord that you have in your heart that can look like the peace that you're carrying that can look like the love that you have in your family and so that's why when people see your family they go these people are so fun they love each other they're siblings who are doing stuff together they want to learn from y'all they want to be friends with y'all and then you say hey let me tell you the truth about Jesus and then you have a much you have a softer heart because you're like these people are normal you know 
you said that at first it didn't make sense because people might have been like, well, how is this Christian or how is this whatever? But that's just you being yeah. you and you are a Christian. So that's what it looks like. And so, well, I, for sure. And like, even like, even when like the Lord calls you to do something, there's always going to be opposition. Mm-hmm. So we just have to expect that. And I wish that I would have known that when the Lord first called me into social media, because it, it's so, it's so hard to not let the opinions of others in. And I remember like, I even had some people that were on my team in Brazil when I first started posting online, like them messaging me like on Instagram and just like, they didn't understand just like I didn't understand. But instead of like believing in like what God had told me because they didn't know themselves and that wasn't their fault, they were, they'd unfollow me, like all of them, like one after the next. And they were like, you know what? Like you're doing this for you and all of these things that I knew in my heart weren't true, but that I let the enemy have a playground in my mind with. And looking back now, I realized that that was opposition. It was just a way that the enemy was using to try to distract me. But it was so real in the moment and it was so hard and it confused me so much because it makes you think, am I doing this for myself? Like am I posting the wrong things? Like, God, I just want to do this for you, but is it for you or is it for me? And so I would just like encourage all of you guys listening to be so careful like when you're walking into something that God's called you to, to be in the counsel of the wise, but also be careful to let the opinions of other people like confuse you from where God mm-hmm. is calling you. Because if you yeah. know, he speaks clearly, I knew clear where he had called me. And mm-hmm. when you know clear, you almost have to turn off the opinions and just go you for do. it. You do. You absolutely do. I love that. Um, if you go read the story of Nehemiah, it's so funny because the same things we're facing now are the same things they were even facing in the Bible. So Nehemiah is in the Old Testament. Sometimes we can look at the Old Testament and be like, you know, I don't understand or whatever, but it's so relatable because Nehemiah felt this clear call from God to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. He was so burdened by it, but he was a cupbearer for the king. So how is a cupbearer about to build a whole wall of Jerusalem? But that's what the Lord said to do. He gave him a burden for his people and ended up getting in the position to be able to do that. You got to read the story. It's crazy, but to fill in the gap, um, he was able to do it. All these people rallied around him, but there was this guy named Tobiah and he was kind of like the the hater on the scene, if you will. And he starts making fun of Nehemiah and he's like, what are you building? Even a fox could uh, knock that down. And, you know, I just think about that from like the opposition on social media or like with whatever you're doing that you feel God to do. People looking at you like, what are you doing? Like, that's not going to last. That's not going to do well. And that he was trying to distract Nehemiah. He was trying to get him to stop doing what he was doing. And honestly, like if you're Nehemiah, you could look at it and be like, what am I doing? Like, how could I do this? Like, how am I supposed to rebuild the wall? This is so much bigger than who I am. But God called me to do it. That's how I can do it. And he had to turn off that, you know, he had to get rid of that distraction and really be serious about what he was doing and remind himself of what he was called to do and what he was burdened to do. So it's so cool that even in the Bible, we see the same things that we're facing now, that opposition to what we feel called to do. And you're exactly right. You got to tune that out and you got to just go for it. And I think, yeah, God's clear with with a lot of the times and with what you're doing, like I said, I love what you're doing because you're being relatable. What you're, you're, what you're doing is you're being you. You're being authentic and original to who you are, and but yet you're still fully following Christ. And I think you know to fully follow Christ, you get to be fully who you are because He created you 
as who you are. And what you're doing, even though there are things about us that are similar, it's so different than me. Like so, some of the like TikToks and stuff you did, if I did that, people would be like, Sadie, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> because it wouldn't be me, but it is you. And it's working and you're re- meeting people right where they're at. And so I, I think that that's really cool. And that's such good advice. Um, I want to ask you about, because I know people learn so much from your relationship and y'all are really public with it. Tell me about how you and Austin started dating. Because I know there was like a while in between there that everyone was like, are y'all dating? Oh, yeah. Are you not? While. All the things. I was even wondering. I was like, okay, are they dating? They had to be dating. But tell us the story. Oh my, guys, when I tell you, so many people thought that me and Austin were just dragging things out for views and that could not be further than the truth. Like, I, I, I'm not like that. I'm the type of person that I've always had a hard time oversharing. So when something's going on, I just want to tell everyone everything. And so when it came to me and Austin's relationship, it was seriously, he was my brother's best friend. I've known Austin since I was 14. I never thought me and Austin were going to end up together. People used to make jokes, but me personally, like we weren't even really friends. We had like a weird relationship where we kind of like were weird towards each other. Like we weren't friends at all. So when he started doing content with us in 2020, I was actually upset about it. I was like, this is so weird. Like he's coming over and now he's like living here on my couch. Like this is weird. And then all I can explain, because even my family asks this still, they're like, Allie, what changed? And all I can say is the Lord just moved. He began to give me an Austin dreams that we didn't even tell each other about. He spoke to us in visions. And like, there were times where me and Austin were like, maybe this could be a thing. And then we were like, heck no. And we'd separate and then in our <laughs> word, God would just reveal things to us. Um, and part of that too had to do with me. I'd never kissed anyone. I'd never been in a relationship before. I was very, very about like, ministry. That's all I can think. And if this guy doesn't live up to all the things I feel God has in my husband, I'm not even going to mess with it, which had its problems in its own because there was no room for growth. But the (laughs) Lord just worked on our hearts and it took a long time, really long. But when the time was right, the Lord really just gave us peace and was like, you know what? This is something that I called you into when you're together. Like it's all about ministry. You guys push each other and your giftings that I've called you into. And he's a part of Jay Walker's worship, a part of my family. And I could not love him more. He, I don't know how I ever didn't like him. Um, <laughs> he's like literally the best ever. I love that so much. And that's actually really good advice for people to hear that you got to give room for growth. Like, yes, have a oh, high yeah. expectation for who God's going to bring, but also like grace for the journey. I remember I was the same way. I remember sitting at lunch one day um, and I didn't, I don't do this often, but I got the gift of sitting at lunch one day with my great grandma and my grandma. And I was talking to them about who I was looking for. This is before I was uh, met Christian. And I was just like, you know, I just want a sweet man. Mama Joe, like you were married to Peppa Shack and he was the sweetest man ever. And I just have these high expectations because of who he was and who y'all are married to. And I remember uh, my great grandma yeah. looked at me and she said, well, honey, she said, honey, they don't always start like Peppa Shack. Even Peppa Shack didn't start like Peppa Shack. And it kind of just made me go, oh, yeah, of course not, because he grew to become who he was. Now, you look for the man who already has those things going for them, who are pursuing those (laughs) things. Like, don't just think you can take anyone and be like, oh, well, they'll grow into it. No, obviously, they got to show signs of growth. You know, it's like you don't have like when you start playing a sport, if you're starting to play basketball, you might not be the best basketball player ever, but you have the skill sets to show that one day you can be there with the right coaching, the right training. So you don't just go get the most unathletic person and say, you're one day going to be great at basketball. No, you get 
meets someone who shows potential and that they're heading in that direction. And I think when I met Christian, it made me go, oh, he has that potential. Like, I can see him being such a, like, he is a sweet man, but I could see him growing into the characteristics that I loved about this person or that person, or what I've seen and what I expect. And um, man, four years into marriage almost, where our anniversary is next week. I don't know by the time this podcast comes out when it'll be, but... Um, I've just already seen so much growth and vice versa. I'm so glad he didn't put this expectation on me to be someone that he saw who's, you know, his mom or his right. grandma who he thinks is amazing or this. Right. So, Cause I got to grow into that, you know, and you do, you grow as you go and you help each other, uh, get there. And so that's really, that's really true. A lot of people out there, uh, they're looking for somebody who, who's not there yet and they're not going to be, and you got to maybe help them get there with the Lord and, um, they got to just grow as they go. So very good advice. And y'all are very cute together. I don't know how you didn't like him either, except for I totally get it. (laughs) No, and he really does. Like I used to like look at so many things and just going back to what you said, the most attractive quality in a man or in yourself is just a heart that's willing to grow, a heart that's willing to learn, somebody that's humble. That's like, you know what? I could have done that wrong. And he's so like that. That's like (laughs) the best. I love that. Um, so I mentioned this earlier, but how you you start speaking, you're super um, personable, you're super bubbly, you seem very extroverted, you you seem great, you know, talking in front of people, great on camera. But you mentioned that you were scared to sing, and that's something that I can really relate to. But I know you've been overcoming that. So um, why do you feel like you are afraid to sing, and how has God been helping you overcome that? Man, yeah, that's actually something that I have been continuing to overcome every single day. I knew right after the Jaywalkers conference that whenever the Lord breaks you free from something, the enemy tries to come back and silence you again. So I've been taking voice lessons with Austin every single week since the Jaywalkers conference to try to stay free. (laughs) But truthfully, like I believe that looking back now, I believe the Lord was really moving in my life when I was young through singing. It's when I really felt close to him through singing and dance in particular. I did those a lot when I was young and that was really where I felt closest to the Lord. And I believe it's such a pure form of worship, just using what the Lord has given you to glorify him, whether it's through dance, your body, like whether it's singing in your voice, whatever it looks like, just bringing glory to him through that. And then as I got older, I began to compare myself to those around me. And my brother was in music and he's always been my top supporter. He is so incredible and always has pushed me out of my comfort zone is part of the reason why I sang at the Jaywalkers conference. But growing up, a lot of people compared me to him that were outside of my family. And I began to buy into those lies that the enemy was planting in my life. And because of it, it silenced me not only from singing, but it also stopped me from dancing. I ended up quitting dance too, because I was comparing myself with blood over into every other area. And I was very bound and super shy and super insecure about myself. It even mm-hmm. bled into relationships in my life with guys where I felt like, you know what, God, like if these people are rejecting me, then they're going to reject me. And honestly, you probably will too. Mm-hmm. And the Lord just began to break that off of me during quarantine. He spoke to me that I was chosen by him. And the definition of chosen is to be selected as the best option. And that was the first time I'd really ever heard God speak directly to my identity like that opposed to like just reading things in the Bible, which is so good, but it's different when he speaks directly to you. And so when he spoke that to me, I began to see just him uncovering and peeling back all of these lies that I had bought into that I didn't even know. I didn't even know I was living in bondage. And 
I kind of let all those things go. I started my ministry. Like I started stepping out in a ton of different areas. But the one thing I held back was singing because I just couldn't do it. My sister was singing now. We had started Jay Walker's worship and there was multiple opportunities where I'd pray, God, if I'm supposed to sing, not even that he's going to use it, but just because it was an area of my life that I knew if he said go, I wouldn't. And that's bad. Like the enemy made me think, oh, God's still going to use me like in whatever way he wants. And you can still hold on to this little area, but anything you're not willing to give to the Lord is not little. It's huge. He needs our full surrender to take us where we're going. And so Mm -hmm. it was always just burdening me. And there's so many times I tried to, and it might have seemed like it, but then I just allowed the enemy to build those walls right back up. Or I was going to speak death over myself. Oh, you don't want me to sing. I'm not the singer of the group. And those lies, even as jokes, begin to just build things back Mm -hmm. up again. And finally, my first time ever speaking was at the Jaywalkers conference. And I already was like, Lord, I don't know how to do this, but I know you're calling me into it. So I'm just going to trust in you, get alone, speak through me. And he gave me a message on the rich man and how God requires our full surrender and that anything we're not willing to give to him, we're a slave to. And I was talking, I actually got this from you. I listened to you at Passion one time and you said, whenever the Lord gives you a message, you preach it in front of your friends. And I was like, you Mm -hmm. know what? I'm going to do that. So I preached in front of my sister and my sister's like, Allie, that's awesome, but you can't preach it. And I was like, why? And she said, Allie, because you're not free. You're not willing to give up your fear Mm. of singing to the Lord. So you can't preach freedom when you're not living free. And I just knew, I just knew (laughs) that she was so right. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? I'm going to break it free, Lord. Like I'll sign up for the worship team. I'll do whatever. And he began to show me like, no, I want you to sing on that stage in front of everyone there for Mm. the first time. And so I, Mm. (laughs) I remember the meeting before I told everyone, I said, well, I don't want to make it about me. So if the Lord leads me not to do it, then I'm not going to do it. But if he tells me to do it, I'll do it. Okay. So nobody rely on it because, you know, everyone was coming back on stage and said, nobody rely on it. But if the Lord tells me to do it, I'll do it. But I don't know. I'm just going to let the spirit move, <laughs> you know, and I walk on the stage and the worship team was on the stage. So I start singing right when I walk on the stage before I talked. And I said, see, God, I did it. I'm broken free. <laughs> Woo! And then at the end, at the very end, when no one else was on the stage, the Lord said, okay, now is what I want you to do it. So that I wasn't with everyone else. It was just me alone. Mm-hmm. And, and so I did. I didn't even think twice about it. But honestly, Sadie, everyone asks me, they say, Allie, like, were you nervous in the moment? I was so overwhelmed by the goodness and the power of our God that I did not even think twice. That's when awesome. you truly taste and you see that God is good, That's right. you do not care about anything. That's you right. want to give everything to Him because there's nothing like it. There's nothing like the freedom yeah. that you gain when your life is fully surrendered. And so, so I did. True. I was not nervous because of Him. Mm. And I've continued to break that break that thing down, man. It's staying off. Break that Break that thing down. I love that so much. That's so good. And sometimes you do have to be willing. It's like, Lord, I would rather 
like make a fool of myself in front of everybody in this room than to not be obedient to what you're asking me to do, you know? And, and you obviously did yes. it because you, you sing beautifully and God has gifted you in that and called you to that. But, but truly I've come to that sometimes where it's like, before I'm speaking, I'm so nervous. I'm like, I would rather face plant in front of everyone than walk in disobedience because of the joy it brings me to walk in obedience with you. I mean, truly he covers you. That's where he like meets you with that peace. He meets you with that, like, um, you know, strength when you're weak. He makes you with that comfort. Like there's something so special about just doing it afraid and like trusting that he's going to come through um, because he will every time, you know? And I love that you were obedient to that. And I also love what your sister said to you because I have a very similar story. Whenever I was, um, about to go on Dancing with the Stars. And I actually said no to it at first because I was so scared. And I remember I took my little sister out to lunch the day that I said no. Um, and mom was still saying, Sadie, are you sure you want to say no to this? I mean, this would be an amazing opportunity. You would be light of the world, like just so encouraging to me. And I was like, no, 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 no. And uh, so I took my little sister out. She was 11. Okay. So she was not like, you know, who she is. She's amazing now and yeah. she was amazing then, but she was only 11. Okay. And I was trying to talk to her about like, I can't believe mom would even want me to do this because this is crazy. And think about, I mean, I'm, I'm in high school, like I'm going to miss school. And I'm like trying to tell Bella, like to get her on my side. And Bella just stops me. I know we were in the drive-thru line and she said, Sadie, is this the fear talking or is this Sadie talking? And I just remember being like, Oh, shoot. And I was like, this is like 100% fear. And my 11 year old little sister just called me out. And I was like, I'm about to give her an example of like showing her that fear is an excuse not to do something that yes. God has called you to do or open a door for you to do. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. And if this is for like no one but her to see that I can do this afraid and trust that the right. Lord is going to be with me, then like, I'm going to do it. And so I literally whipped it around and drove to my mom's office. And I was like, okay, mom, I'll do it. And um, I was just like, I don't even know if I told her what Bella said. I just was kind of like, this is just scary. And, but I will do it. And honestly, it was really during that time that God just changed me in so many ways and did open the door to start doing more stuff that I was doing. And like, like you said, if you're not surrendering one thing to him, it might seem like a small thing, but it's a huge thing. Um, me saying mm -hmm. no at the moment was like, oh, well, I mean, I, I've never been this research before. Like, it, it's not really going to matter. You know, like, I'm fine without it. And it was. But doing it, man, God really used that to change my life. You know, it gave me the platform that yes. I have. And so, um, yeah, it, it's not a small thing. It's a big thing when you when you say no to what God's asking you to do. And I can totally relate with the singing thing. I've done the same thing. And here recently, God's been putting that on my heart again. And um, I was with the worship team because we started Elo Worship. And um, we were we were my little sister loves you guys. Oh, that means so much. Well, it's been so special, and God has like just taught me so much through it. And I've just been a part of it, but not singing on it, just a part of the writing and the back end and stuff. And so, anyways, last week um, I came to kind of pitch this idea for the next EP, and we were talking about all these things. And then um, as we began to talk, I just kind of was faced with what you said, like, I'm preaching this, but I'm not living this. And then all of a sudden it got turned on me and they were like, well, you need to be doing it and all this stuff. And so we wrote this song um, kind of about my testimony and uh, they're like, you have to sing it. And it was crazy because I knew that, like, I was like, I have to sing this one. And um, Chittima yes. was there. I don't know if you know Chittima from Passion. And like, she sings so beautifully. And so we're all in the room and I kept being tempted to be like, 
I mean, Chinova, you could do it. But then I was like, no, because it's not yeah. about who's better or whatever. It's about what's original to you and who God created you to be. I love that. You were chosen mm-hmm. for this. You're the best person for this. Not because you're better than anyone else, because you are you and because you were chosen for it. And I think that that's the important thing. It's like, I'm not going to compare myself to others around me because yes, I'm not going to be as good at as they are maybe at that particular thing, but I'm the best person for the job God chose right. me to do. And I love that that's what you're taking on. It's like, I don't have to be better than Noah at singing. You know, I don't have to be better than no, my sister at singing. Not at I don't all. have to be better than everyone in the world. Because guess what? I might not be, but I'm me and I'm the best for the job he chose me to do. And I love that you're living that out in your life. Um, so I know you started a ministry and you're big on sisterhood. We are obviously huge on sisterhood over here too. What does um, sisterhood mean to you and just uh, from sisters that you actually have, but just the grand scheme of sisterhood and why are you making sure other people have that? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, even our conversation we just had, sisterhood is accountability. Like my sisters might be younger than me, but just like Bella, they hold me accountable like nobody's business. And even (laughs) as the older sister, like there are things that I've gone through that they haven't gone through yet that I feel that the Lord's blessed me with because I can go and I can share them so that they can avoid those things. And there's just so much that we can learn from one another, but also just so there's such an attack on godly female friendships. And I felt that a lot of my life growing up, I really didn't have any friends, especially female friends. I never really felt like I belonged. And, you know, the enemy just comes against us in so many ways, whether it is comparison to each other, or there's just so much slander, so much gossip and insecurity. And honestly, like I felt left out a lot growing up. And so I, my burden really came from a place where I really just wanted to have somewhere that girls that felt left out could be included and they could be loved on and they could be like really shown that you can have female relationships that build you up, that are rooted in Christ. And and I'm not going to compare myself to you because God has a unique plan for me. And we need each other to operate in the way that God's called us to. We're more powerful together. And so that's really where it all came from is somewhere that, you know, I just, I, I really have a burden for girls to do life together and cheer each other on and see what we can do because the enemy is coming against it. So it must be good. It's so true. It's it's so needed too. It, it, when girls are able to champion other girls and not compare themselves, it changes everything. You're able to do so much more. And I think like even for the things that you're doing and things I'm doing, they're similar. And in a worldly sense, um, like if we were in another industry, they would say compete with one another. But in the kingdom, you're like, no, champion one another because what we're right. doing actually helps not just one another. Um, it helps everything. It helps the kingdom grow. So we're right. actually on the same team. And when you're able to have that same team mindset, then you don't compete against one. Another. It's like in basketball, I keep using basketball because I play basketball, but say, you know, two people go after the ball and what does everybody say in the stands if they're on the same team? Same team, you're shouting out same team, like let go of the ball because you're actually hurting the game by not letting go True. and allowing, you know, the person on your team to continue because it helps both of you. And I think that's the same way in the kingdom, like rejoice with those who are, who are are succeeding 
whenever they're doing stuff for Jesus because you're on the same team. Like, don't stop the game. Don't hurt the team or the game because you're not willing to let go and to be selfless and let someone else kind of have the ball for a minute. And so I think that's so good in ministry, like cheering one another on. We're all on the same team. Truly, if we're really in this to bring people closer to Jesus and add to heaven, then then we are on the same team. And so I love that, um, that you're shouting out sisterhood and getting people on that page. So I want to ask you um, just about your siblings, because y'all are so sweet to one another and so encouraging. And I'm sure you'll have, you know, sibling things and whatnot and tips here and there, especially working together and whatnot. But like overall, y'all just are such an encouragement to what siblings can look like. And um, where does that love for one another come from? Something your parents helped you do is something that y'all just naturally have um, because it's really a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, growing up, we have a very close family. Ever since we were young, like this is going to sound so ridiculous, but all of our worst fears was when we all got married and we all had to move away from each other because we just love this season of life so much. We just love each other so much. And we've been blessed. Like my brother and all of his friends live next door. So God's like given us grace through the different seasons. But um, no, it That's really awesome. came from my parents. Like parents, I believe, are such a foundational role and like how the family is built. They are the, besides God, the foundational role. And ever since we were young, like my parents really pressed it upon us that our feelings aren't as important as the mission that the Lord has put over us. And if he's connected us all together, it's bigger than what we can see in our natural flesh. There's some, there's a bigger reason and it's a kingdom reason why he's made us family. And so instead of tearing each other down, which sometimes it happens, like we try our best for to not, but we, we fight all the time, like about stupid things, like your sister mm-hmm. stealing your outfit or your sister. I have one <laughs> sister that I really still. <laughs> but instead of tearing each other down, you really realize like we're not fighting against each other. We're fighting against the enemy trying to divide us because there is such a war over families staying together and We've just realized through that obedience and through continuing to not give up and fight for one another, like the covenant that God has for us, that we're so much stronger together and that mm-hmm. we need each other. Like I said, we we need to be connected because Noah and Ella and I and Noel and my mom and my dad, we all have giftings that the other ones don't have that cannot come right. out unless we're all still connected. And so that's a decision that we make every single day to stay close. Like even today, me and my brother, like he's like my best friend. Like we, we got into a little spout and then he texted me right before. He's like, I, I love you so much. I want you to know none of this matters because it doesn't, none of this matters. Yeah. All that matters is that we're living united with one another, that we're doing what God's called us to do and that mm-hmm. we are pushing forth the gospel. And so that's what we're doing. That's good, girl. I love that. And that quote, uh, your feelings aren't as important as the mission. That is good right there. Because honestly, um, the world's message is totally opposite. It's like your feelings are the most important thing. And when you live like that, that is just a really scary way to live, actually, to be controlled by your feelings and controlled by your emotions. It really is. I mean, your feelings will lie to you all day long. Your emotions will be cuckoo, no matter like, you know, it might just be a bad day. And that's just what it is. And all of 
sudden it's like, I'm the worst. I can't do anything. I'm stupid. I'm unlovable. And it's like, what? No, that's not true. And so I love that. It's like your feelings are not as important. That cannot be the top priority. That cannot be the driving ship of our life or else um, we're going to have a lot of crashes. And so, um, man, putting that truth above feelings and not just a truth, not just your truth, but like the truth (laughs) above feelings is so important of the mission that you're on. And so way to go, mom and dad. And uh, that's just so inspiring watching your family do that. I mean, it really is amazing. Well, Allie, um, I feel like we could talk all day about all the things. And um, I've loved hearing more of your story because again, seeing it online is a beautiful thing, but getting to hear your heart and what God's actually been doing and why the why behind what you do. I think that's just a beautiful thing. I think that when I started this podcast and I knew I was going to be interviewing influential people, I feel like there's an obvious thing to everyone, right? It's like the thing that everyone obviously sees. Like you're obviously an influencer. You obviously are great at social media. You obviously do all these things and you obviously talk about Jesus. But like, why? Why? What makes that so obvious about you? Why did you start that in the first place? It's such an interesting thing to learn. And so it's cool to hear like, hey, why we actually do all these videos that might seem silly or goofy or whatever is because we want you to know that we're your friend and that we're fun and we're our family. And then we also want you to know what's behind it all is Jesus. And hearing that why from you today um, has been just a true gift. It's been really, really cool. And I hope that those who are listening know that you know, and in your life, in your own way, in your original, unique, chosen way that God has put you on the earth to do it, you can do the same thing in getting the mission of sharing the gospel out there. And so, Allie, thanks for being a pioneer in that, a great example in that. And I said this in the prayer, but I mean this, a true influencer for our generation, not for your gain, but for Jesus. It's very inspiring. Thank you so much. I've so loved being on here. It's been so fun. Well, you'll have to come back for sure. And one day you'll have to be on our Sisters and Friends where we'll actually have to get you down here and we'll be on the couch and do an interview and make it fun. I'm so down. It's great. Well, good luck on all your things. Love you so much. And thanks for being on. Bye, guys.